Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Alex. And I'm Britton. Uh, quick apology slash caveat to the listeners in case I start coughing or sound weird. I'm getting over a little illness. Not COVID. Um, but yeah, was was a little sick over the weekend, and so I've still got some of the some some of the old scratch in the pipes. So Yeah, this still how could you not warn us ahead of time? I mean, and now we just have to cancel the podcast. I mean, I, you know, I did uh, tell you guys I couldn't hang out this weekend, and I figured that would sort of lead to questions inquiring about my health, which it I just, didn't. I just think we're going to have to put the podcast on hiatus, and we'll come back with some fresh material. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Alex isn't. Yeah, we don't want to get sick over Zoom. That's true. That's true. I, I, I'm not going <laughs> to tron you guys my illness. That's, that's what they do in Tron, I think. It's essentially a shipping service. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this did prevent you from uh, being able to watch Jumanji The Next Level, our movie this week, with the two of us. It sounds like we all came to maybe similar conclusions anyway, though. Yeah, a, a um, sort of bafflement. Um, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Alex, would you like to tell us about Jumanji The Next Level? Sure. That one uh, yeah. is directed by Jake Kasdan from 2019 and has a 71% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 87% audience score. How, is, that high, Pretty, is that higher than the previous one? Uh, the critic score is slightly lower, and it's the exact same audience score. Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh. hmm. I guess caveat on Tyler, our viewing experience, uh, we also had another uh, uh, member... Uh, joining us to to watch, I guess watch. Your your child was in the room, and uh, that was it, it. Was a welcome distraction. <laughs> <laughs> he was delightful. <laughs> a little chaotic. He he is he not a big fan of uh of Karen Gillan? Was he not? Was not focused? He wasn't like Amy Pond is in this. No, he was just <laughs> upset. He was like, "How are they misusing the Hound like this?" And he just yeah. pushing stuff I mean, over. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, he has about what three lines in the whole movie. <laughs> maybe, Are you maybe sure it wasn't more. just a bunch of growling I mean, and just yeah. yeah? But yeah, um, I don't like the title of this movie. It feels very lame and lazy. I get it that it's a video game, but my my only thought on this movie is I don't like that title. <laughs> yeah, I mean the previous one we all kind of referenced that it's uh, like lightning in a bottle. I'm a big, big fan of the previous movie in this one. I think our lack of faith was uh, justified. Mm -hmm. It is not terrible, but it is a definite, for me, it was a definite step down from the previous movie. Yeah. Um, do you have a, 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 a synopsis? I sure do. That you can present of this lesser film? I do. It's uh, It mostly is the word gimmick in big, bold letters. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, uh, I, this is, I do have a synopsis, and it reads thus. When Spencer goes back into the fantastical world of Jumanji, pals Martha, Fridge, and Bethany re-enter the game to bring him home. But the game is now broken and fighting back. Everything the friends know about Jumanji is about to change, as they soon discover there's more obstacles and more danger to overcome. And this time, some old people are along for the ride. That's right, it's a generation comedy. You're not uh, wrong. Speaking of which, so the idea is that in this film, 
Spencer from the previous movie has has saved the Jumanji cartridge. Yeah. I guess. And <laughs> put it into a normal I don't No, he started he started rebuilding the original console. The original console. Okay. Uh so we saved the whole thing. Yeah. And is uh creates makes makes it go bad because it's broken and he can't fix it all the way. And he goes in and then the friends go in to try and save him, except Bethany, who gets left out, but also his grandfather and his grandfather's old business partner. Also, they get taken in to the game. Uh, which it results in, in a pairing of our video game character actors and who they are portraying mm-hmm. from quote-unquote real life that is much worse <laughs> yes the so, previous yeah the grandfather's of course or the older folks played by danny devito and danny glover great couple of dannys if you mm-hmm. ask me agreed um and apparently so i i i will give the movie credit for th- this movie changes a lot of the rules and messes up a lot of things and adds a bunch of new mechanics but I will accept that because they make a big point out of the game is broken. They're right. playing a True. broken, busted version of the game. And also, this is a game that morphs and grows and evolves to in new ways to enthrall and destroy uh, its its victims. And so, you know, I, I, I will grant the sort of random changes and stuff. That's That's fine. Except that in the previous movie, one of the things that I praised a lot, I think we all liked about the before main actor performances is that they weren't really doing voices. They were just embodying and taking on the speech cadence and the vernacular of the real world teenagers, but they weren't like, they weren't really doing impressions. They were just sort of echoing those performances um, in ways that felt very sincere and genuine and didn't feel like gimmicks. And that led to, I think some really great work from all four actors and we all Mm -hmm. praised how great they all were. And in this one, it all just feels like gimmicks. Um, what this means is now everyone is in a different body, except at, at first for Martha, who is still Karen Gillan. So great. Karen Gillan yes. gets to still just be the character from the previous movie. Great. But now Danny DeVito is Dwayne Johnson and Danny Glover is Kevin Hart. And it's not just that. So now Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart are doing impressions of Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. And that makes no sense because now they are literally doing the voices, which suggests the video game characters have those voices. Um, I also have issues beyond that. Um, I will say Dwayne Johnson is not really doing a Danny DeVito impression. He is just sort of doing an old Jewish man voice. Yeah, it's a bad danny devito impression. it doesn't really it, think yeah it doesn't really work straight up i thought danny or Dwayne johnson was really good in the previous movie as as spencer i will however kevin hart i think is very funny as mm-hmm. the danny glover character i i, I yeah. genuinely think this flips so that kevin hart becomes the best part I, I would agree yeah uh, uh, at least looking at kind of our actors who are playing video game characters yeah uh I feel like it totally flips to where I Dwayne Johnson's not working for me. Jack Black's not working to me. We'll touch on that yeah. in a second. Uh, Karen Gillan is still 
playing the same character, but then they don't really do more with her to kind of have her yeah. have any sort of real interesting story or arc. She's just kind of continuing doing the same thing. Um, aside from some some good fight scenes. Yeah, and she has, uh, a, she has a great line read where she says, I kill guys. And her line read on that right. is, is hilarious. Um, but yeah, uh, and and she has one scene that we'll definitely have to talk about that is yes upsetting. Well, yeah, let's we <laughs> yeah we we'll talk there. about Jack Black and and kind of dovetail into that. Um, sure, but, but because but I think Kevin Hart. The, yeah. Well, Kevin Hart, I think I just think like he's very funny. He's he's doing a good Danny Glover voice uh, and making a lot of jokes about how he's old <laughs> and and sort of uh, you know not. Uh, going at the tempo of the game, yeah. he's kind of doing his own thing and and uh, has a lot of like, we're in a video game. What's that yeah. about? Uh, it's it works pretty well. I I think that it's a it's a lot more interesting and and more fun than in the previous one because now he's got a very specific kind of personality trait yeah. to latch onto. Uh, whereas in the last one, like Fridge doesn't, and this to get into Jack Black. Uh, Fridge as a character is just kind of a guy. Like, yeah. there's not something really significant that, like, changes the... I don't know, like, in the way that Jack Black has to totally change his personality in the previous movie yeah. to portray uh, a teenage girl. Like, Fridge is just a guy. Uh, and he's also black. And Jack Black is playing him in this movie. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of it, at least. Mm-hmm. And it's... He's... The entire time, I think you can tell he's trying to sound like him in a way that's not gonna make it sound completely offensive and stereotypical. Right. Uh, and because of that, he's not having any like fun <laughs> with the performance. Like yeah. he is so I, like it. It feels like a tight like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a very little room knows- to move. It feels yeah, like he, he's walking on eggshells. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is fair. Is, yeah. Uh, I, as as he probably it's almost like be, but maybe they shouldn't have written it this way. Yeah. yeah. Like I, d- I don't understand what they're thinking because this is almost like you watch the last movie and you're like, "Phew, I'm glad they you know cast the characters the way they did. I think that worked out great." Uh, and so then you do this and you're like, um, "Yeah." Oh, you just okay. One seeing sure. what what a camel through a needle he got with Bethany that like he nails yeah. that character so perfectly <clears throat> where it's she's not it, it's not a creepy performance it's not an offensive performance it's just super funny and that he does such great acting that then he is able to do all of this groundwork for the at the in-world actress playing bethany yeah um <clears throat> it's really impressive and none of us are qualified to determine whether the voice that he does do in the movie is offensive or not but what i will say is i think he's just trying really hard to not make it offensive which, which, like you said, both of you said, I respect him. I, I respect the the effort. They just shouldn't have put him in that position. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's 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 such a tightrope, and it's and it's an unfair. The Bethany is more like, ooh, what an acting challenge, and this is like, mm-hmm. oh boy, what a what a social minefield. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> and I I get what this movie is trying to do. I get that it's trying to not just repeat what they did last time right so it's like all right we need to change up who is you know which character is is being played by you know which you know the avatar yeah and we need to switch all that up 
but I feel like they just kind of kneecap themselves mm-hmm. and they go for so long that it's really the the first two acts of the movie yeah. is this kind of set group before anyone like actually changes. And by the time they go, no, we're going to be the people we were last time. And they have the, the bit where they go into the, the electric lake or whatever. And it starts playing. Welcome to the jungle. I'm like, finally, you should have done that in like the first 10 yeah. minutes. Um, <laughs> yes. I will say, I, I yeah. think, I think the rock is flat out kind of bad mm-hmm. until he is able to yeah. become Spencer again. Um, and I think, you know, obviously the rock has a very limited range and like he, based on the roles that he does, like he, he specifically does like that is the role for the rock. Right. And I feel like this is just this time. It just doesn't work for him. It's not in his wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, I, I think him and Jack Black just have nothing to do for the, for a, a sizable chunk of this movie. And it's really, really annoying. And yeah. and I think it would have been interesting if I if maybe I don't know if it's interesting, but safer make Jack Black be Danny DeVito and make Dwayne Johnson be Fridge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, admittedly, I don't know what you then do with Fridge. Well, if, there, if Fridge get, at least... If, like, the big muscle guy gets to be the big muscle guy, I don't know what you but do that, with that, but... <clears throat> that works because... That would work better, at least, because that plays into, like, Fridge's whole deal in the last one was that he was like, oh, I have to play yeah. be played by Kevin Hart. This is awful. Sure, like, yeah. Two feet shorter than I normally am. I, I hate this. Um... So then you you know you flip that around where it's like okay now he's getting to be the big mm-hmm. the big muscle dude and like he gets to kind of embody that and and have fun with that and then like you can do something with that character yeah or the the other the thing that also frustrates me is that this movie has Aquafina show up yeah uh, <clears throat> as kind of the next we're just getting into all the casting choices here because I think it just is what totally breaks the movie like it yeah. just all crumbles apart because of what they decided to do with these um yeah aquafina is playing spencer which is like not i don't know it it doesn't it didn't feel like a stretch I mean, for her at all like the thing about the last movie right that we talked about is uh like spencer who is you know a, a skinny teenager he gets to play a big beefy hero man yeah uh fridge is kind of the opposite he's he's in a much smaller body bethany's in jack black's body so she's totally just like what is this uh and uh martha's in karen gillen so it's like oh i'm a confident adult now instead of you know being kind of a shy teenage girl mm-hmm. and so it's like all of those are okay this is this is flipping something like this yeah. this is different uh than what they were and and so like f- from that perspective that's what they're trying to do in this but it's i think you have to find those same kind of contrast in order to make the cast click again. Yeah. And if you have Aquafina playing Spencer, it's like, okay, I don't know what, how that's interesting or like what, like she's doing, but then uh, later Aquafina switches to be Danny DeVito and it's pretty funny. Yeah. She was fine. It's it's way better than (laughs) like if she had shown up as a new character, Mm -hmm in the beginning and she was Danny DeVito and with the crew the whole time that would that immediately to me is an improvement yeah. in the movie I think that would immediately be a lot more fun yeah and, and she is better suited to play a cantankerous New Yorker <laughs> than... exactly like that's that's just more like oh that's funny that's you know like no I am like Danny DeVito is is or yeah. it, you can see Danny DeVito coming through this girl who's like way younger than him like that's yeah. that's fun yeah I immediately picked up on just her voice 
is better suited yeah. to like a, an imitation of Danny DeVito or an emulation um, as opposed to The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and again, if if it was if it was a, a shorter amount of time to have The Rock do some like, huh, what is that your son? That kind of thing. It's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And then we move on. But to rest yeah. half the movie on it. Yes. Um, yes. And yeah, when, when Aquafina is Spencer, she's fine. It's not a big stretch for her. I think Aquafina can be extremely good. I love her in The Farewell, which is a very different kind of movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I think she'd be really good. And I think in this, she's, you know, she's fine. She's doing what <laughs> she can. Um, and just, just to wrap up on on what I, the benefit of all this with, with Kevin Hart, I, I, it's just genuinely funny. And he, the thing is, it's so funny to me is, the, and I like the movie does this, they just let him take his time to walk, just amble through all of his lines. Mm-hmm. And he has this great, when, like they see Hippopotamus and he just starts explaining everything about hippos in this really slow, like, well, and they have a powerful bite. They can run up to whatever miles yeah. per hour, if you can believe it. And it's just so funny. Like I was laughing that whole bit. I think it's so great. And there's a part... Yeah. Like an ostrich kills Dwayne Johnson or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weirdly violent. Yeah. Like. And he goes, did I kill Eddie by talking so slowly <laughs> like he always said I would? <laughs> like, Kevin Hart, it's one of those deals where I'm like, there's no reason. This doesn't work, but Kevin Hart is making it work because he's very, very funny. here. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, The and then uh, Colin Hanks comes back as Nick Jonas, so Nick Jonas gets to be, that's the same. Um, but they also do a thing where Bethany comes back and there's a new avatar, which is a horse. It's just a horse. Mm-hmm. There is a horse yeah. now. And the horse later becomes Danny Glover. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just, there's no comedy there. I will say when I was watching this on DVD and the DVD skipped, so I missed about 20 minutes I missed them. So I just was watching the movie and then it skipped ahead and like they were in their winter gear and it skipped ahead and everybody was back to their original avatars. I'm pretty sure the only joke there is just Nick Jonas shows up and they're like, oh, where's Bethany? Yeah. And he's like, oh, she's the horse. Right. And, and then I, and then Kevin Hart <laughs> starts talking to her a little bit. Yeah, you can translate. Like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, I quickly checked Wikipedia to make sure I knew the story. I was like, okay, cool. I figured it out. But like, it's it's such an odd choice because they don't there's there's no comedy you can do with a horse like the horse isn't going to start acting differently because it's bethany right and the horse isn't going to act differently because danny glover is they're just like that's a horse and it's just weird and it's like i mean even i think like there's there's a way to film that where if i don't know i i feel like if you're going to do that have ideas for it have yeah. have ways to like shots that you're imagining like i think instead of having kevin hart translate you know, that's that's maybe where you have subtitles for yes, the horse neighing, yes. and then like maybe he's translating, but he's kind of uh, smoothing over whatever she's right. saying because she's like, I hate this, I'm a horse. I don't know, you know, that's something good, like that. That's like, a good bet. Yeah, a good. That's good that's where you take that. Not. Yeah, I don't. You, I don't understand the goal. Either. Yeah, not just the joke is there's a horse now. That'll keep him laughing yeah. for the rest of the movie. And it used to be Bethany who was the most interesting character in the last movie because sure. of her arc via Jack Black. Yeah. Well, and then later the horse is revealed to be a Pegasus who doesn't have feathered mm-hmm. wings, but they seem to be like reptilian wings. Mm-hmm. Sure. So there's that. 
I, I, I distinctly remember looking over at Tyler and I was like, the horse is Pegasus now? And he yeah. was like, yep. It's so strange. <laughs> there's a there's a bit where Nick Jonas is like, he accidentally hits the horse's like upper leg mm. and then he he sees the the horse's uh list of weaknesses and strengths, but we don't see what it is and he's like, Oh, oh okay, that's interesting. Okay. So uh, sure. But Yeah. It was it was set up like twenty minutes before sure. the thing happens. I'm fine. Whatever. Yeah. I think the most frustrating thing about kind of the way they've got it laid out is that all the actors are there. All the moving pieces are there. Like the addition of Danny DeVito and Danny Glover is not the problem. Yeah. And the addition of Aquafina is not the problem. It's literally just the fact that the pairs are wrong. Right. And mm. the pair and that but that pair setup lasts the first two acts. Like I I thought the third act of the movie was perfectly fine sure. once yeah. they actually chose the right people. Yeah. Um it just yeah. takes a while to get there and the movie you know it has the moment where they're like well we're clearly the wrong people that's our problem we need to swap so here's our convenient way that we can all swap that's yeah. that's what the problem was but that's not really what the first movie was about the first movie was like hey we are put into these crazy different characters and, and bodies and we have to adapt to this and over the course of the movie they get used to it and they yeah. figure out how to how to kind of become that person in the same way that you would role play as a character. Like, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's about like learning to, to be someone that you're not like learning to put yourself in these completely different shoes. Uh, and then this one, there is, there is no thematic stuff. Like the thematic heart of this movie, which is the strangest thing is Danny DeVito and, uh, Danny Glover have a, kind of continued tension because Danny Glover sold their old business and went off and got married and Danny DeVito is still bitter about it. So they haven't spoken in years. And then they finally happen to speak together. Or like Danny Glover comes to see him right before all this stuff happens. And so that's supposed to be the core of the movie. <clears throat> and that's supposed to be kind of the through line that then at the end it gets resolved because we find out Danny Glover is dying. And so that's why he decides to become a horse and stay as a horse in Jumanji forever. And that's not really, that's so <laughs> weird and not, it's not really hitting, hitting for no, me at all. No, no. Uh, hey Spencer, can we go back to the, the, uh, lake real quick? And that way I can become the rock for eternity in Jumanji right, yeah, instead like of the horse. Uh, he can fly and that's fun, I guess, but that's just they fly bizarre. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 73 years old and he finally learned so, to fly yeah but none of the none of that really works and that is the only real character stuff that time is spent on like spencer yeah the idea with spencer is that he goes in because he's uh you know it's an interesting i like premise is that he's he's feeling kind of withdrawals from being bravestone he's like wait i'm actually not that guy now i'm totally insecure yeah. again i'm in this long distance relationship with martha i'm I, I see what she puts on social media and stuff and i feel like i'm not a part of her life anymore and that she's got a way cooler more fun set of friends and like i just don't feel like you know i can do this basically um and that's interesting that's a premise that i, I like that that feels very in line with the previous movie but then he just kind of disappears, eventually shows up as Aquafina. We don't really talk about that except for like one scene, maybe with Karen Gillan. 
Uh, does that even happen? I guess they kind of awkwardly. Maybe, yeah. Does it happen when Dwayne jo- when he turns back into Dwayne Johnson? Does it take that long for them <laughs> to have the conversation about it? it I it's think some, so. There's I like think the a only... single conversation, and then at the it, yeah. then when they leave, they're all it's fine. Like there, it's not nearly as focused on the relationship there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure when they discover Oh Aquafina is Spencer, I think they go, "Yeah, this character is weak and helpless, just like he is," and that's that's about as far as it goes, as far yeah. as I can remember. They they um, have a specific conversation where he explains that he ran away because he's insecure. Like, but that I believe that is back when he turns into the Rock. Yeah. So it we wait the entire movie for him to just be like, "That's how I feel." Okay, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that that creates a real problem, just kind of the the, the misplaced priorities of this movie. Yeah. Um, because like you said, Tyler, that is an interesting premise, and I think that is a reasonable excuse to get us back into Jumanji. The problem is the fact that we don't focus on it for so right. long makes it feel like an afterthought and thus makes Spencer seem, he comes off as being very, very stupid for doing it. But if we actually followed him and through that journey, aside from just the opening, which I think is is fine, um, but the fact that we're not with him through a lot of it is just like I don't I don't feel like I'm in his head enough. Yeah. And by the time he gets there, I feel like all of his friends should just kill him. Like <laughs> when they get out of the game, I think I joked. I was like, what if they just like beat him up right <laughs> yeah, like now? The, the, he never at no point are they ever like, man, wow, we're really like. Does he ever apologize? Oh, I think Alex, that, when you when, when you've been through that, you don't need to. The, I think <laughs> there there may be one conversation at the very end where they're like, "We'll we'll we'll beat you up if you do it again," uh, but also they're just kind of like, "Yeah, yeah this was fun." Um, yeah, which I, don't, I think I don't think any of that is is handled properly. Like I said, the pieces are here. I think this could have been just as good as the first one, and I, I still enjoyed it overall. Um, I, I can get into the action set pieces because I actually think those are the highlight of the film. Um, aside from Kevin Hart, maybe. Um, but th- there's stuff here. It's yeah. just not. It's not positioned correctly. And and I think speaking to the fact that there's not really we don't need consequences, but there's not like emotional analysis of what right, Spencer right. did. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> there's also way less attention paid to how many lives they have, and it's right. it's kind of almost a foregone conclusion that no one's gonna die because the tone just doesn't feel like at all mm-hmm. the stakes are there yeah <clears throat> which is upsetting because the first one did such a good job really honing in on that and making that a big deal um i also i don't know i i think like my pitch for this would definitely be have spencer go in and show up as some new character who's played by like an older actor i don't know who uh who's who's a funny my my instinct is christopher lloyd but i think he'd be a little too old to do like all this but like somebody who's like an old professor man Mm, russell (laughs) crowe not quite what i'm going for but maybe i richard jenkins i think i think maybe richard jenkins i think unhinged russell crowe is the vibe we need i was thinking i think i was thinking the mummy but sure (laughs) i think unhinged russell crowe should be the villain um (laughs) if if they're not going to use rory mccann anyway then yeah yeah, really. <laughs> uh, but point. yeah, like you know, Richard Jenkins, like some somebody who's like this. Like if he shows up and he's like, "Oh, I'm," because then you get both the like, "Oh, I don't get to be, be Bravestone. I have to be kind of somebody who yeah. can't be an action hero." Then you also get like he gets to have a conversation with his grandfather, mm-hmm. who in my version would be Aquafina, 
and you, you spin up some stuff there yeah. about like you know how you i don't know you do stuff with that right. like that's a conversation where it's like okay now his grandfather's uh being played by someone super young he's being played by somebody who's who's older they can have a heart to heart like <laughs> you were right. richard jenkins talking with aquafina does sound delightful well, yeah, you could like, have the yeah you're right getting old is, does suck you know there's yeah ex- there yeah go. there's a line like it's it's all i think i think that's what you have to do because the whole thing is supposed the whole thing of the first one was these are characters who don't align at all we're gonna totally flip the way they see each other and then they're all gonna kind of connect because they realize who they are and not aren't looking superficially at each other yeah. and kind of putting each other into into boxes um and so like that's i think what you should do with this one <laughs> again and now you've got these two older characters do something with that explore that somehow i i it's so weird to me that the main conflict from a character perspective is we introduce these these two old men and then have the conflict between them be the thing and there's no point at which their conflict is really resolved by being in these new bodies it's just like we're continuing our discussion that we were having before we entered jumanji and we could just have the same discussion in the real world yeah and right probably would have come to the same conclusion it's uh, i don't know it's it's odd it it really is not nearly as smart as the first one and that is upsetting to me yeah because it's not like I does I don't get the feeling that what uh, Danny Glover and Danny DeVito experience in Jumanji throws their relationship into a new perspective. Yeah. It does just feel like he, like you said, he told them the thing he was going to tell them anyway. He just told them in a video game. Yeah, um, I will say, and then yeah. turn into a horse, <laughs> <laughs> which does lead to a pretty great moment where Aquafina as Danny DeVito like has to hug the horse and say goodbye, Milo. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of Jake Kasdan being like, "You hug that horse and pretend it's Danny Glover." <laughs> go to that aquafina it's a bizarre movie to talk about if you don't have any context for it um <clears throat> uh, uh and and just the final note on character voices karen gillen does have to be fridge at one point yes because in the scene that sets up the jumanji berry because we're mm-hmm. playing by pokemon rules i guess mm-hmm. um you they have the have to set up that this jumanji berry in this magic water makes you switch uh avatars and it's fridge and martha who find it as jack black and karen gillen they switch now karen gillen has to walk that tightrope of doing the voice it's not great there's jokes about how he now gets to have a female's body and all that business it's pulled straight from the first scooby-doo sure sure there you go and uh i knew there was a reason we did those movies (laughs) yeah yeah, you saw it all. Tyler, all is that morning. your only justification for that choice? Uh, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it, and I think I messaged you guys earlier about how Karen Gillan was still funny and great, <laughs> and the next message I sent you was Karen Gillan, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like don't don't make her. She's already having to be American. Don't make her have to be American and racist. <laughs> like, um, she's a really good American accent. Mm-hmm. It was it was just an, an an unsettling thing. Also, Jack Black's Martha voice is just the same thing as his Bethany voice. And I also found it harder to appreciate mm-hmm. when he does get to be Bethany in this because now it, because this movie is so built on gimmicks that now yeah. feels like a gimmick and not 
the yeah. the rich character he created in the previous movie. Um, which I mean, there's still some funny bits. Like after she beats up everybody in the the banquet hall, he go he like hits one of them and goes, "We did it!" <laughs> like that's pretty good. Like he's still Jack Black, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then the, for also Milo makes does his whole speech about how he's at peace with how he lived his life, and he's like, "I can go on now. Like I can, I can, I can." I can die peacefully now that we reconciled and I've lived my life. And he's like, no, I'm going to be a horse mm-hmm. in this video game for eternity, which to me sounds terrifying. Yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. I I'm um, freaked out by that. <laughs> another question I have here, not of a character thing is Bethany does not get taken into the video game. And then she goes, she's like, Oh man, what am I going to do? And she goes to Colin Hanks house uh where she gets to meet the bethany that was named after her and that's, that's cute. nice um because there's a nice moment where she's like my name's bethany too and the little girl, little girl gets excited yeah um and then colin hanks goes with her to go back into the game yeah and i'm like well, what did he why did she need him and how did they go back in like she specifically asks him if he can fix it does she say that? Yeah. Yes, that is the reason she goes. That's a very flimsy excuse. I don't know okay. why he would be able to fix it, yeah. but that she she does have that dialogue. Okay, with I missed that somehow. Then weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, there's there's not nothing about him suggests like he's a, he's a metalhead. He's a he's a grump. He's a, a right. Musician. And he like he was playing the game originally, I guess. But I I don't. Also, does the game get fixed at that point? Wouldn't that change things inside of the game? I don't know. If they're all, if they can't choose their character, and if they, if the game's oh. fixed, why is she a horse? Right. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, uh, I accidentally put in the wrong plug. Uh, the hard drive got wiped. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't understand. Okay, that. I'm. I'm glad there is like a point, but it is still very much. We just want to have Colin Hanks and Nick Jonas show up again. Um, and they this really does do feel something. like a sequel that was made in just two years after the first film because the first film made so much money and they're like just put something together (laughs) yeah i feel like it'd be fun to have colin hanks be dwayne johnson like i think that would be like a good yeah you know dwayne johnson playing like a kind of uh out of touch dad (laughs) 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 like i think i think you could you could do something with that um yeah but instead he's just nick jonas it's fine uh and nick jonas gets killed a couple of times trying to get to the horse because there's a laser room around the horse yeah and that's his reason to be in the movie uh i the animals look scarier this time the mandrills which might have inaccurate tails but the mandrills and the (laughs) ostriches are both for a movie like this pretty freaky looking certainly mean um the ostriches look like dinosaurs but dinosaurs were birds sorry and Um, uh yeah, it's crazy. I have more questions before we get to the part where Alex praises the action scenes. Uh, I also like the action scenes, but I, it, it, they did not rise above everything else going yeah. on in this movie when I look back on it. Um, is the idea that because the game is glitching, there's like now a Viking faction? Right. Why and also is Rory dirigibles. McCann in this and just playing Game of Thrones knockoff characters yeah like it like they're just it's just a big army of of wildlings well is, yeah. is who they're facing in this in this movie what 
how yeah jungle no there, it, there's not like a thing where they try and explain this uh what's his name who is the npc restarving restarving yeah restarving's character is just like rory mccann is the evil invader who we need to stop there's no yeah like is is that supposed to be like oh it's a glitch so we're referencing other video game genre because like that's the only way my brain can really make sense of it and i would really love if that i wish that this movie had something going on with the the glitch and the fact that the game is broken yeah because otherwise it's just like yeah some of the characters are different it's really strange it is odd because the first one is fairly clear about like this is like a jungle in like the early 1900s there are or i guess well there's like vehicles no because there's yeah there's like it's it's like a it's like a far cry there you go go. um is far cry the yeah far cry yeah 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 and and Uh, then this one they bring in ard skellig from the witcher like yes who also has a blimp like it just kind of (laughs) they're just are these now yeah the the whole ending i was getting like Pirates of the Caribbean vibes from like the end fight mm-hmm. with all of our characters kind of in that big banquet hall. Um, but then, yeah, the blimp shows up and then the horse starts flying like Pegasus. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Ha- what, what movie yeah. are we making here? Yeah, I will. Yeah, <coughs> these are like exaggerated animals, but it's not like the mandrills can shoot fire. Like, yeah, right. But then you do have one horse with bat wings. Yeah. No, I I was very confused by that as well. It's just like, can you please, can you pick a lane on on this? Or if you're not going to pick a lane, explain, please, sure. something. Like, it, I I feel like it's a total missed opportunity that, I don't know, uh, Restarby's dialogue doesn't skip or like repeat. Oh, I think that'd yeah. be fun if we're if we're doing like the game is broken. I think that there's sure. a lot more that they can do with it than just. You're different characters, and sometimes there's a glitch that lets you swap the characters. Yeah. Anyway. I, oh, I, maybe, maybe there's, like, a key bit of exposition that he has to give them of, like, the villain's main weaknesses, uh, and then it cuts <laughs> off. That. Or, you know. The villain's main weaknesses. The villain's main weaknesses. Or or be careful of the desert. There, There's this dangerous, and then it cuts off. Or, you know, something. Yeah. Or he's, he's doing, I think it'd be fun if he was doing the main uh, dialogue of, like, or the the cut scene of here's the the new villain for this, and then he just cuts off halfway through and like starts over. Like play with stuff like that. Have I think it'd be fun if you had random other uh, enemies who would belong in a different video game sure. show up. Uh, you know, you you don't have to use yeah, it, like, like Scorp- grand like stuff. Scorpion. Sure, <laughs> that uh, would be pretty neat. That would be good. Well, I mean, this is a Sony movie; they can do that. Yeah, you you could you could get into it that way. I mean, you could do it. It's like. Oh, there's Vikings and pirates and yeah. ninjas Look, here. Ninjas would be a good one. Like that's sure. that's a that's an easy kind of lob. And then when Nick, and then when Nick sh- Jonas gets off the horse, he can say, "You're okay, girl." <laughs> or or cowboys. Or cowboys. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm not saying that this should have been the perfect opportunity to go ahead and get Pedro Pascal as Joel in here. <laughs> it's Set right there. Go ahead and be like, see what we're doing. We're doing this. <laughs> Let let Rory McCann Rory McCann be a gunslinger. I thought you were gonna say Ellie, <laughs> or that. But <laughs> they say my blood is the cure. <laughs> can you can you say how would Rory McCann say 
You're all right, girl. <laughs> I can't do a Rory McKen. My my throat is so shot. It's just very guttural and sloshing. Right. You're I think the okay, only way girl. to get me to watch that um the Tom Holland Uncharted movie if there is if they were like, oh yeah, Nathan Drake is in this, and that's how they they forced Tom Holland into this. I mean, Nolan North is in that movie. That's and in, in a scene that I assume I won't like. <laughs> Because I like I like North, Nolan North a lot, of course. Anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I I gotta say, just I was really hoping that they were gonna step it up in the villain department, and sure. it's just the exact same issue: complete yeah. waste of a, a wonderful actor and just a flat line. If only, yeah. and, and I feel like in this one it hurts it more because we talked about it in the previous movie. I can accept it because it feels more in line with the type of game that they're playing, and also the yeah, everything in that movie works, even if the villain's not great you're like you know what i'm okay if the villain is just a, a bad guy that they have to use her because the you have made the character arcs matter so much you have made me invested that this isn't really about beating van pelt it's about getting yeah. through this together and the friendship yeah. that comes out of it and in this you're like i don't care if you make the jewel see the sun i don't care the the point of this movie is making the actors and do impersonations yeah and that's just not as much to to rest on um, I do like that the movie opens with where kind of the he, where they are now, and I like that Bethany is doing like a Habitat for Humanity thing, and Martha's got a cool nose ring, and like I, I like that we get this thing of everybody, and and the group is still friends; they're all connected. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like all that stuff. I really like the scene where they go to Spencer's house and meet Milo and Danny DeVito because I like the energy between Fridge and Danny Glover; like that was sweet. Like yeah. I thought that mm-hmm. was was kind of nice, and then likewise the stuff at the end was nice. Um, and just everything in Jumanji was just like, what? Yeah, it's unfortunate that the uh, one of the biggest weaknesses in a Jumanji <laughs> film is Jumanji. Yeah, right. She's your ex. Follow the flame. <laughs> what? Right. They yeah. do the thing where everyone kind of forgets to say jumanji and then they say it again yeah yeah <laughs> they do it again they do they it's like in the last one we talked about this yeah. they they all kind of pause for a second and forget to say jumanji and then they remember to say jumanji and that's yeah the joke i guess well don't well don't they, they do... then have one of the gags where it's I, I guess it would be danny devito yeah he's he's the last one he's like what was it again yeah yeah, it's but like I think they if still maybe yeah. if that was it, everyone else says it on cue, but he's the only outstanding so, yeah. one. No, he that is I think what they do is they have everyone say everyone pauses, remembers, says Jumanji, and then he's like up in the clouds on the horse, and then he says Jumanji. Yeah, uh, well, I'm saying but, don't even have the beat where everyone else pauses. Like have everyone yeah, else everyone's immediately chanting. go for it. But also, I think there's like three jokes already about forgetting how to say Jumanji because I yeah. guess it's yeah. the most difficult word word in the world to say. I don't look. We've already learned from uh, Tatopolis in in Godzilla. Screenwriters just love that gag. That's, That's true. Just, yeah. His pronunciation. Yeah. They just love it. I mean, back for Witwicky with the, the Transformers <laughs> films. Like for some reason, bad action movies just love this crap. I uh, I do. I, it's still kind of silly to me to see all these actors I like going Jumanji with such yeah. uh, earnestness. I think the it's... horse also like Winnie's, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's also a part earlier where uh, Reese Darby's giving the the backstory of Rory McCann's character. And he's like, 
Well, and there he was, and all Jumanjans were terrified of him. And I was like, did you say Jumanjans? <laughs> what? Fine. <laughs> like, that's that's good to me. I, I want more of that. Um, It's one of those uh, things where it's like, I, I always knew that's what it would have been, but I didn't need to have it confirmed. <laughs> there, was a, there was a podcast called the Beef and Dairy Network, and they did a a silly an episode called Juman Janiacs, which is a podcast. Um, it's just all about Jumanji, and uh, it's just like a a one off episode. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's uh, it's I like saying Juman Janiacs. Sure. So there's a maybe a plug. Send mm-hmm. us some money. Is there an actual Jumanji board game? Is yeah, something. Yeah, that I'm sure. Invest in. Yeah, there is. Oh boy! Yeah, that's why I'm older than you guys, Tyler. I got stuck. <laughs> Tyler, I know what I'm getting us for a Christmas gift. But uh, the Jumanji group, board group game Christmas looks, gift. The Jumanji board game looks just terrible. You put in a little like a red thing that it's like all. Uh, you have to put it under like a red reader. You know what I'm talking about? Right. And it tells you like right. orcs are near or whatever they say, and then. Uh, you get sucked into a video game like, or a board game and the die. game the game is literally Candyland if the events in Candyland were life threatening. Yeah. Move back two spaces because there's mosquitoes coming for you. Right. Only there's not really mosquitoes. It's a board game. Right, but but that is the like <coughs> the in universe version of the yeah. game is that. Yeah. Look, so I, I'm I'm on Amazon. There's like a cheap one, it's just like for families, it's got four out of five stars, so you know it's high quality. <laughs> it's it's seventeen dollars. Then right below that, Jumanji board game collector replica, four and a half out of five stars, hundred and forty five dollars. <laughs> Boys, I know what I'm getting the podcast for Christmas. <laughs> there we go. We'll do an episode where we just play the Jumanji board game. We'll do it. We'll do an actual yeah. play Jumanji episode. Yeah, yeah. And it'll still be a podcast. Yes, you won't know what we're doing. Oh, this is although cool. watch it be because it's a collector's replica. The the pieces you can't actually move them. It's just <laughs> it's for display purposes only. Well, Alex, uh, were you looking at the Amazon's Choice, the deluxe game immersive electronic version of the, the classic adventure and movie there board is a, game? With- there is a mid. A mid-tier sort of yeah. compromise where it looks like there's a higher quality version yeah. of the game that's sixteen dollars, and this one is uh, thirty thirty-eight dollars. Yeah, and this one, okay, this one has lights and sound, so it lights up. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh man, when you oh see, I think this multicultural family is having a great time. <laughs> Only mom seems a little skeptical, and sis is terrified. Or little and brother? Then, uh, <laughs> Dad does then, not want to play. And then I scrolled a little further down, and there was Harry Potter Clue, and I was like, no thank you, not unless it's Fantastic Beasts Clue. <laughs> Moving on. God. <laughs> it's always the chillin'. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was the chillin' <laughs> in in the, uh, the Great Hall with the Mugwomp. Yes. Correct. <laughs> um... I will say, I, I think the big highlight for the movie is the action scenes. I think, much like the first one, I think, or the last one, uh, the first one of this this new series, um, I think it's it's very energetic, and it has a lot of fun with the set pieces. Uh, the ostrich chase scene was fantastic, um, yeah. and I also really liked the rotating bridge sequence with all mm-hmm. the... Uh, 
the monkeys attacking them. And that was the only time really when I felt tense about like oh yeah. characters kind of falling at great heights. I'm like, oh, are people dying? What's going on? Um, yeah, I Karen Gillan, I think, gets down to one life and you're kind of like, oh, yeah. I think all of the set pieces are really fun, and I, I, I it kind of comes off to me like that's where they put most of their focus on in terms of um, trying to ramp this up and and have it be a, a bigger sequel. I do think they are cowards because there's a point <laughs> where they are all driving in a jeep in the desert because uh, they're trying to get away from the ostriches, and they is it Kevin Hart who's driving? Or maybe it's Dwayne Johnson. Uh, either way, they they steer towards the herd and then kind of steer around because they're trying to hit a ramp. Uh, yeah. And then they go over and, and they, they're they flying over this ravine and after going off the ramp. And they're like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. And then I think it's Dwayne Johnson. It's like, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. Okay, we're not right. going to make it. And then they, it kind of crashes into the the side of the ravine, the the hood hits the top of the cliff and then they all come tumbling out and they're fine. Uh, I think it would be very funny if they just fell and all lost life. Again. <laughs> <I think laughs> yeah. that, would be, that would be better, but yeah, fine. you know, could have, would have shut up. I do almost, I do almost wonder if they were like, if they had originally had that in the script, but then they were like, Oh, the way we've got this kind of structured, we need them to all survive here. That sure. way we lose the lives in these other spots instead. Give them all an extra life. Be like, oh, wow, we've all got an extra life. And then that can be the, the joke. game glitched. Lose it immediately. Yeah. That's it. The game glitches and it gets them over. It's like how you glitch your way up a mountain yes. in some video games. Yes. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And then also there's the the fun punch em up where uh, the rock fights like a whole army mm-hmm. of guys that attack him. And I thought that was absolutely delightful. And at the end, there's just like just piles and piles of of unconscious guys just around him. Um, I don't know. I, I I really like the action scenes. I I think those those stick out for me in a way that they don't with a lot of action movies, which I think is very strange. Sure. Because I feel like this the action sequences in in this type of movie I feel like should be in a, they that should be an afterthought. Like that should just be vary by the numbers just whatever we have to do just to fulfill a runtime requirement um but yeah i liked it i will say this is a hot take i don't love the music choice for the dance fighting that karen gillen does um mm-hmm. i feel like i don't it's, know if it's the song itself doesn't work or if it's just i don't think the choreography matches up well enough to it or maybe it's not mixed enough well enough to it and, and it's not that i need the I, it's not like I need it to have a, the song needs to have a specific rhythm or that the fight needs to match the rhythm exactly, but it just it feels a, just a little I don't know it's not quite where I where I need it to be. Yeah, it's it doesn't it's not like super energetic and this is yeah. in this one and the last yeah. one. This, it's the same song in both. Um, and it's like it doesn't. Uh, it, it feels a little bit like what can we get for yeah very cheap rights <laughs> and she also isn't really dancing it's just fighting right right she's i guess the idea is like the music empowers the fighting so yeah dance that's fighting, true but I, yeah i don't know it it feels like it should be uh what's the one they use in, in captain marvel uh when she powers up and it i don't remember on the is ship it, is it i'm just a girl yeah, yeah. Mm. Like it, it doesn't have to be that song, but like sure. that that vibe thing, yeah. is what it should have. It's like yeah, big energetic 
probably big hair band. Like sure. they're going crazy and having fun. Yeah. Regardless, Dang. It's, it was, yeah. James Gunn already used a cherry bomb. That would <laughs> be right, perfect. Right. Yeah. yeah like <clears throat> that. That feels like what they should be doing. Yeah. I kind of agree. I had the same thought, but the the I really like the choreography of the fight. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think, I think it just doesn't sync up. I quite. think it's really well done. Yeah. So that's kind of why it didn't bother me that much. But I I kind of agree that I would have liked it. Yeah. Something with a little more pep. Yeah, it's it's a minor nitpick. Um, really, it's just good to finally see a woman get to kick butt. I um, girls do get it done. They really do. Uh, it honors us. I mean, Watch the boys, please. Hey, after after an hour and a half of this movie, yes, <laughs> yes, I definitely was like, yes, Karen Gillan is doing that. Uh, very yeah, true. Actually, she, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you, movie. We just want to say <laughs> it is. It humbles us to lift up our sisters. Um, to raise their voices. <laughs> Uh, we honor you and are humbled. Uh, thank you for letting us I, lend you our power. I get worried. I get worried a lot on this podcast <laughs> that we like we do we do satire kind of 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 things, uh-huh. and then it just comes across like we oh sure don't like we feel that way. <laughs> that yeah, I, I worry a lot that we kind of wrap too many layers of parody. On yeah, some of the bits well, we you do. know, this is what John Stewart, my sort of comedy soul mate was mm-hmm. was dealing with so much uh, <laughs> no tyler you're exactly right i yeah i have very little idea what what you're going i don't know either <laughs> but and that's part of the problem and that's part of the issue no because like people who know us well enough they're like oh there it is but you know our listener base is so vast <laughs> yeah um, we just we have to be really careful with the power we we wield. That's true. That's true. Which is something we're not used to being men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the ending of this movie and the mid credits of this movie scene of this movie. Oh yeah. So the movie that happened. So yeah. So so they go back. They're back in the real world. Milo's a horse in a video game. Sorry. Um, and I, I I was kind of relieved in a way that when Marin Hinkle, there's a part where Alex Wolf is teaching Danny DeVito how to play like Street Fighter. And yeah. he's like, okay, now jump, now counter strike. And Danny DeVito's like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. And Marin Hinkle comes in and she's like, hey, how was your day? And I was so expecting them to look at each other and Alex Wolf to go, mom, you wouldn't believe us if we told you. And they start playing like, tinkly music and it says directed by christopher columbus um i i was hoping that danny devito was going to go could be worse my nose could be gushing blood and then he just bites alex and wolf's nose Uh, and then it flashes and then it cuts immediately to black directed by timber (laughs) but instead i'm just a girl Danny DeVito says, uh, Spencer taught me to play a video game. <laughs> but then, so, <coughs> and then they all go to Nora's restaurant. It is now mm-hmm. revealed that Nora is B.B. Newworth from the first movie. Now, I, I don't hate this because... I did not remember that she was in the first movie. Yeah, she was the aunt. She's Peter and Judy's aunt. Who has their uh... house, who gets the house. Who has the, who has, oh, why the is that not made a bigger movie. deal? That breaks my brain. See, I kind of like that they don't make a bigger deal out of it. I did not yeah. grab that at all. She's okay. She's the one who gets huh. the house and is running around with the beret. Yeah. 
I'm gonna have to fail this movie now. That's <laughs> no. <laughs> but see, I kind of like that they don't lean on it more heavily, or that she's not. So wh- yeah. Have there a any picture with her and Peter and, and Judy in the background. Give me something. She has the same character name, Alex. Are there any other references in that conversation? I, I didn't I was catch wondering any. What they were going. I was too busy there, being like. It, it seemed like. Yeah, I, there was supposed to be a bigger moment. That makes a lot of sense. I was too busy being like I, two luminaries of the New York theater scene. This is incredible. I definitely agree that there should have been. You know, it didn't have to be a lot. It could have been like a Photoshop thing or Photoshop thing of like the her and the two kids from the first movie. But yeah, or like oh, or uh, he's like you know how are the niece and nephew? Oh, they're great. You know, they're they're doing whatever. Judy, yeah. oh, Judy's Peter and Judy the, the... are coming by next weekend. They haven't been to the restaurant before. Yeah, right. Because yeah, in this timeline, throwaway. theory. literally in, anything. Sony. Unless, I'm I'm back to being mad at Sony. <laughs> unless this is the abandoned timeline in which Jumanji actually happened, as we have sure. confirmed is canon in the previous episode. Right. Yeah. Uh, then Peter and Judy should have their parents back. So yeah, it is like yeah, you could have a oh, you know, or uh, is your your brother visiting anytime soon with his kids? Yeah, there, I think a photo would be really nice. You don't even have to say it in the conversation, but that would have been good. I swear, I feel like there's something else that should have Look at Britain just there. dropping a bomb at the end of the <laughs> podcast. I totally, I'm not letting that go for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, not, I guess wild. you guys aren't real Jumanjaniacs. Um, well, apparently, apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> but yeah, because well, my first thought was like, oh, Bibi Newworth is in this. And then I went... Oh wait, she was in the first movie. Of course she is. I got, I got, I got to turn in my uh, my fandom gatekeeping card <laughs> at the door. Yeah, Alex is always going up to young college girls at bars, being like, "Let me see if you really know Jumanji." <laughs> Here's one for you. Bothering that, them at that, trivia and whatnot. That that really that bothers me. <laughs> You're like, I saw Jumanji on tour, man. <laughs> you know, I was at that show, but he. <laughs> But anyway, um, but see that that threw something else into into question for me because then the movie's over, tinkly music, Merry Christmas, everybody go home. But then um, in the mid credit scene, Lamorne Morris from New Girl and all kinds of great and Game Night and all kind of great woke and everything, he is like a a repair man who's come down the the basement of the Alex Wolf's house with uh, Martin Hinkle. And she's like, yeah, there's been this weird, you know, air conditioning's not working. Everybody's like, yeah, we'll take a look at it. And then he goes, is that an old video game? Oh, yeah, it's my son's. And he acts like I was waiting for him to say something that gave away that he was David Allen Greer's son. Because sure. he was playing it with this like, no, uh, hmm. I used to, I'm something of a gamer myself. As though he was going to be like, how did it get here? Jumanji, I've heard that name. But all the lines he's saying are just like, you would think he'd deliver like, oh, is that an old video game? Yeah, I'm kind of a gamer myself. Let me see what's up. But instead he's like, could it be? And she's like, I think it's broken. You shouldn't touch it. And then the drums start going and we cut back to the exterior of Nora's and a bunch of ostriches are running by. Yeah. And then the kid, and I was like, there's just one ostrich. And I was like, oh. And there are a bunch of more ostriches. And then the teenagers open the door and they're looking at all the ostriches running around. And so now they're threequel baiting. And I got angry. Right. <laughs> and I was like, Which, you have teased something huge and I don't want you to make another movie. But I need now that for this to be resolved. To be clear, 
the the movie has the third movie has not appeared. It is not no, yeah, that's true. In filming, it's not even in like pre-production. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. greenlit. The uh, assuming, I mean, these movies did well at the box office. Yeah. Presumably, they will get back around to it at some point, but still does not exist. Right. <laughs> so, right. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just the whole thing is just kind of bonkers, and I don't know why they had Lamorne Morris play it that way. And if they had just had the ostrich run by, I'd be like, oh, okay, funny. But now they've set up a whole thing where the kids see the ostriches anyway. It was just kind of annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I guess the idea is now that like it's morphing and it's going to be in the real world because it's so broken. I I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what we're going for there. The Power Rangers will have to come and save us. Probably. That that It really comes off to me as a, we'll figure it out when we write the third one. Sure. Sure. Um, but it feels like yeah. sequel baiting at the end of a Halloween film. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. The next one's called Jumanji Ends. Especially because <laughs> they haven't like rushed to be like, oh, here's the next one we're getting, we're sure. getting out right away. Yeah, yeah. Like there, it wasn't even a, a we were sure. planning on it and then like COVID happened. It was like, yeah, we're, we're going to, we want to make one at some point. Yeah. Well, you know, like, we, oh, we, this was always okay. the plan to film them back to back. The next yeah. sequel oh, is really know. part one. That's For all a, we know, they've gone through twenty writers and like ten different drafts, and they still have got nothing. No one can, no one can crack it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah, they uh, Lindsay Ellis, turn, her draft didn't take, so we can't do that. <laughs> they should turn to me, the premier Jumanji timeline expert. That's true on the internet. That's true. I can, I can help them sort this out. Mm-hmm. And me, the one who can recognize an actor. <laughs> also valuable. Hey, look, it's one. It's uh, I don't know. The kid from the first one. <laughs> Laura Bell Bundy is in this movie. That's crazy. Why isn't it Bonnie Hunt? I mean, that's, a, you know, you want to get like Kirsten Dunst. And, yeah. Uh, Peter. Again, have, you know, Timothy Chalamet pay, play Peter, <laughs> probably. Um, you know, maybe. Uh, <coughs> you have. <laughs> maybe you have, you have, uh, just Dax Shepard come back and not Josh <laughs> Hutcherson. You continue yeah. to maintain the continuity of this that Josh Hutcherson grows into Dax Shepard. I hope there's a scene where um like there's like a pack of wolves and then there's like a shotgun blast and one of them falls down and then you see Kirsten Dunst and she's got smoke coming out of the barrel of the gun. Yeah. And she's like, Don't worry, I know something about the power of the dog. And then she's just <laughs> like just like taking him down. And then she says, MF-er, because you know it's a serious movie. She's um, coming out of the board game this time. Jumanji kills. She's just been stuck in the game this whole time, and no one ever found her. Exactly. Uh, I like the idea, actually, now that I think about it. I think I would like them to bring Dax Shepard and Joss Hutcherson back, but Dax Shepard is playing Josh Hutcherson's character Ooh. in Zathura still. And Josh Hutcherson is playing Joe DePovo's character. Okay, okay. I think, I think that's, cool. that's how we square this. Or Dak Shepard is an avatar, and Josh Hutcherson is the character playing that avatar. <laughs> this would also be good. Seems good, yeah. I need them to correct this mistake. I need them to correct <laughs> what they've done with the casting. I need them to give me the retcon that actually Dak Shepard was Joe Bobo all along. Right. And he lied or something. <laughs> you were born a Bobo. 
<laughs> this is unintelligible, I think. I'm, if you have not like listened intently to the last Do you guys think Dax Bobo? I'm gonna type in Dax Bobo and see how long it takes Wikipedia to show up. Um Dax. Presumably the first one. Bo. Bo. Facebook. <laughs> I didn't know Wookiees had Facebook. <laughs> oh, pretty quickly we got to Zathura. Okay, it doesn't look like Well thing. Yeah. That's upsetting. Well I'm not gonna log into Facebook, I'll tell you that right now. Although I, I oh gotta check my pokes. <laughs> gotta see he's been, this isn't he's been trying to poke me. Hmm? This isn't Zuckthura. <laughs> You know, in a way, Zathura was the original metaphor. <laughs> sure, just gotta find something to roll. I think Alex is currently about to shut off the, uh, the podcast here. He's, he's gone out. Oh my just, god! Brit- Britain had to had to drop that bomb about the ending, and like it's just gone completely down. <laughs> I never get to do that. You guys always you, understand you sort of... what's happening better than I do. I'm over here like, <laughs> well, well, the moralistic thing about the casting or whatever. And Alex is always like, here's how the movie plots it works. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but let me tell you the implication ethically. Well, this is this is right. This is like it is a reference that is only the actress that's true yeah it so does that's kind of like re- that is revolver that does my... check out yeah that's my strength is that i know actors i have other qualities right. see i can recognize like marvel superhero characters only if they show up as actors i've never seen before oh i see then yeah. like that's my that's my strength yeah and also then the whole time being like well i and... absolutely know who like cory stole is but i have no idea what a yellow jacket does right right uh, and Alex understands everything else. Yeah. That's... And he's like, when he entered the key card in, he used his right hand, but he was writing a letter with his left hand. I just need a line that says he's ambidextrous. Just, right. just somebody just give me something. That That is that is 100% pure Alex image right there. <laughs> I've got to admit. <laughs> um, yeah. What did I rate Zathura? Uh, you gave Zathura a C+. Plus. Okay. I give Jumanji the next level a D plus. I'm dropping. I'm dropping the hammer. <laughs> I'm telling Jake Kasdan what's up. I think I'm doing I'm... the same thing. Oh Don't wow! Snap. Yeah. Join join me in the darkness. How did this happen? But you know, I and I don't even know if I would rather I watch this more than Zathura. I do think Zathura holds together better. I'm giving it a C. Whoa! There you go. That's, that's yeah. Too well, off. you were all you know up about the ostrich thing, so like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna mark a timestamp. Yeah, here. really. Sorry. <laughs> Can I do another take? <laughs> I have a better. I have a better way to phrase it. That's not sexual. <laughs> This will be the blooper at the end of the podcast, okay. which I never actually did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're all revved up about the... <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Just extended bleep. Just cut it. Just cut the whole bit. <laughs> Um, Alex enjoyed the ostrich fight.
I I don't I don't know how we got here though. Like I yeah I don't I don't know how I ended up enjoying it the most. <laughs> I don't know how D, like D plus and C minus to me feel. There's feels like there's such a gulf between the two. And one seems too high, one seems too low. I don't know. It's just it's such a, a hard movie for me to rate because I, I think it's because I just watched the last one, and the last one I think is my favorite of these four movies. Like I really like mm. Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. And I agree. I, I just think it works so well. So for this one to not work in so many of the ways, the first, the previous one did. So maybe I'm feeling more intensely in a negative way. Yeah, I do feel like this is one for me that worked a lot better in the moment than it did dissecting it. Okay. Um, cause kind of picking it apart, it does have a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, like when we finished watching it, I think I was sitting around like, oh, I think I can give this like a B minus. Mm. And then through most of the conversation, I was like, yeah, maybe C plus. Yeah. You drop that bit about the ending. I'm like, C. <laughs> <laughs> get a, get a little, get a little window into my, my grading process there. <laughs> I assume this is like Adam West voiceover thinking. <laughs> it's like, maybe I should give it. C plus. <laughs> no, they're right. I must go lower. <laughs> hey, speaking of going lower, um, I have a, <laughs> I have a not. This is not a recommendation, but there's no other place for me to talk about it. And it's the only movie I watched this week. I watched Old, also known as The Beach right. That Makes You Old. It is yes. Also, Alex Wolf is in it. Um. Right. Yeah, it's the new, it's the most recent M. Night Shyamalan. It's, uh, like a lot of Shyamalan's movies, there's some things in the premise that I think are kind of interesting, and there's at least one scene, scene that I think is actually quite effective in terms of his sort of mid, mid-scare mid horror thing, and also using the premise in an interesting way. Um, it, but yeah, it's a bunch of people go to a beach and they get older. It's not... It's not really that scary. The twist isn't that interesting to me. The dialogue I find extremely funny. Um, there's something going on with time on this beach. And the di- the exposition is really clunky. It's a lot of overqualified actors just trying to slog through things. One of the first lines of dialogue is, I love your singing voice. I can't wait to hear it when you're older. As though we're not like just telegraphing everything. Um, but you got Gal Garcia Bernal and Thomason McKenzie and Alex Wolf and Rufus Sewell and Ken Lung and, uh, Abby Lee. And like these really talented people just kind of stranded, but there is for about at least a third, if not a half of the movie, it's, I, I think a, a, a pretty genuine, like F plus territory. Like it's very yeah. funny, good, bad movie for me. And then it makes a creepy choice that is dispensed with pretty quickly, but it just kind of like soured the movie for me. And then I was just kind of waiting for it to be over. Um, but the bad dialogue persists. I watched it. I don't know that I recommend it, but now now, now you know my feelings on it. Well, good. And I, I the people wanted to well, early on. I was like, I kind of think we should do this for the podcast because I want to talk about it. And after finishing, I was like, I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> I don't know that there's that much meat on this bone. Old old has made you wiser. I think it did. Yeah. More seasoned. Yeah. I don't know what made me follow up Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle with Old, but I guess, you know, you just kind of follow your heart. Split was a fluke, and Shyamalan should stop directing movies. (laughs) Well, Alex, you know so much. Do you have something to recommend that has ostriches (laughs) in it, maybe? I do have something to recommend. I don't know if it has ostriches in it. I'd have to go back and check. (laughs) Um, I watched most of the documentary Light and Magic on oh. Disney Plus. 
Um, it is the story of the visual effects company Industrial Light and Magic. Um, George Lucas uh, basically created it back when he was doing the original Star Wars, pulling together this ragtag group of visual effects artists from around um, the film industry because there wasn't really an organized visual effects company that he could go to. Um, so basically they had to create everything for Star Wars from scratch. Um, and so it starts with that and all of the headaches and the ultimate success that they had with that. And it goes through the history of the company, um, warts and all. It's got a lot of really, really neat interview uh, material. Lawrence Kasdan actually directed oh, wow. the documentary oh, series. Wow. Um, so connection to the Jumanji movies, I guess. Um but it's really neat. Um, there's a lot of really, really cool behind-the-scenes stuff for the original Star Wars movies. There's interviews with George Lucas and Spielberg and Roberts and Meckis and a lot of lot of neat uh, talent on there. Um, one of the guys who works on, uh, who, I don't know if he continues to work on the Star Wars movies, but he was um, John Knoll, oh, yeah. I believe. Uh, he created Photoshop with his brother. <laughs> oh, wow. And... He's, he's, like, one of the main guys who worked on, like, the visual effects for the prequels and stuff. Like, it's really fascinating. Um, also, it was cool to see Joe Johnston on there mm. and being like, oh, he designed the Millennium Falcon? No way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was really, really neat and insightful. I still have one episode to go. It's um, six in total. Each one's about an hour. Um, James Cameron shows up because they talk about the effects that they did for The Abyss and Terminator 2. Um, yeah, it's just really, really neat. And if you have any interest in movies and how they get made or visual effects, like I do, because as everyone knows, I can't, uh, shut up about effects when it comes to stuff that I want to criticize. Um, I, I think it's an excellent documentary and it's on Disney plus. I didn't know that existed. That sounds really interesting. I I saw it like pop up on the Disney plus homepage and was like, I really need to look into that, but I did not realize it was that cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I will uh, need to check that out. But then they uh, dropped the ball in the last episode. I timed this all wrong. Yeah, they bring in, yeah, B.B. <laughs> Newworth shows up as her character from Jumanji. <laughs> and you're like, no, what? It, 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 it turns out that uh, ILM, they they did, it wasn't actually Pixar that made Wally. it was ILM. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. like, oh, oh, that's... That's unfortunate. Which we should establish for newer listeners. Uh, Alex does hate the beloved children's yeah. film about a adorable robot, Wally. Uh, so yeah, it is indeed the worst we, film I have ever seen. Yeah. There has not been a film worse. Yeah, and yeah. which is great because it's my favorite Pixar movie and one of my favorite movie love stories. But mm. there you have it. Um, if we want to talk about Different like shirts. parody and satire being wrapped in many, many layers, so you just can't decipher it at all. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that movie literally since the theater. I'd probably like it better now. Uh, speaking of Pixar and Disney Plus, I uh, I'm gonna recommend a, a throwback to like five years ago, um, technically seven. Uh, I'm gonna recommend Inside Out. Hey. Uh, I think I was I was kind of I, I played it for uh, my son because I was like this movie that has fun actors and pretty colors and stuff and probably, oh he, you know, your son loves Louis Black yeah yeah absolutely uh, and he was I mean he was pretty in, like into it for a lot of the time yeah. I think it's it's it, it really helps that the score for the movie is just knockout beautiful yeah. like I think uh, 
Michael Giacchino's best score is Inside Out. Wow. Um, that's that's my hot take. I think it's so good. It's it's such a great like like you know Up has the very kind of strong like oh this is a really sad movie mm-hmm. kind of vibes at points and it works really well. It's a great score as well. Um, but this one is so like just flowing and and really carries the movie along. Uh, and I think captures kind of a lot about what the movie is trying to do with the story itself uh in the score it's it's lovely uh the entire movie i think is uh an incredible kind of metaphor for dealing with growing up Mm -hmm. uh dealing with change change as a child you know the the kind of continual i mean trauma that that can cause like it is uh about you know a silly fun representation of really serious things and and the movie does a great job kind of making that come across uh if you had i i think that this was still when pixar was big enough that everyone kind of know the premise but the idea is basically that it's uh five emotions played by lewis black minnie kaling bill Hader, uh amy poehler oh and um from uh, from the office uh, phyllis smith i think yes yes uh and they're the emotions of uh, a young girl named Riley and basically kind of trying to figure out how to manage her. And it's all about memories and nostalgia and how things can be colored over time and become sadder, but how you actually really kind of need sadness and you need to let in emotion so that you can feel everything and kind of learn and grow and become a better person. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and I really think it is kind of the last you can make an argument for Coco as well. Coco kind of has the up thing, except it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Where I think like <laughs> uh, up is a good movie with a great beginning. I would say Coco is a good movie with a great ending. Sure. <laughs> like, I, think, I think that might be kind of how I, I put those um, up has, up has a lot of good moments, yeah. but uh, I, I think if you're looking at Pixar's timeline to me, inside out is the limit success. Like that is kind of where they, I think at some somewhere around this, they started kind of sharing talent with uh, just like Disney proper. Yeah. Uh, and you, you can see some of like the quality of those movies start to improve. Uh, but I think it does take away some from what Pixar is doing. And like, it's not, it's never quite the same kind of powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say inside, I was the last one of those for me. That, yeah, I would agree with that. Like as a total, like just flat out incredible movie. Mm-hmm. So I would agree. there's, there's a random, a random one out there. That's kind of the only thing I had watched outside of Jumanji, the next level uh in the past week so yeah that's a good i one. say go back to it if you haven't watched it in a while or if you never checked it out yeah um you guys did a better job recommending uh i didn't recommend eld i just <laughs> said that it exists um uh yeah oh those are good you did a good job telling us about <laughs> makes you old so um <laughs> yeah look britain i'm just i'm just happy that you didn't go guys i saw the gray man and it was great because <laughs> that's what you're going to do next week. the great the gray man is bursting with color as <laughs> um yeah i haven't watched it yet um but next week we're gonna i be... don't plan to mm-hmm. uh, britain's doing kind of a shrug like maybe i don't know there's a lot of movies um yeah i saw like three on hbo max today that i'll watch so we'll see what happens um we're we're gonna do a, another franchise next we we've planned out our next like 12 weeks of episodes um so this is the unveiling of 
phase yeah. 12 of the Here Come the Sequel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, absolutely. This this is it. Um, it's called the movie dynasty. The movie, <laughs> the movie saga, where we're going to talk about movies on the podcast. It's called the movie saga 12. The movie saga 12. And uh, next week is phase, not phase, section one, book one. <laughs> and you'll be coming along for the ride with us, your sequel buddies. Mm-hmm. But it is a trilogy. The next movie, we're going to do a trilogy, and you'll see what it is. Tyler, you better you better add all of that into the the titles of the episodes now. All right, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> At least the description. Um, Book one. If you wanna... Paw Patrol the movie. <laughs> if you want to find out what the 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 next twelve slots in the exciting Here Comes Sequel Cinematic Universe saga uh, are going to be, if you want to you know be there when the action happens, uh, if you really want to you know feel the the cinema uh immersion if you want to make sure that you are up to date on everything going on in the world of here come the sequel cinematic universe you can find us at here come the sequels.boxbot.com you can find us on twitter at htt sequels you can email us at here come the sequels at gmail.com we are on spotify uh apple music the, the works so check us out give us a review send alex hate mail about his opinions on wally please um, also tell him to ro- watch ratatouille do that yeah too. that would be helpful that's uh, a great movie <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it britain that would be helpful <laughs> yeah tell him tell him that it's like the bear if the bear was a rat <laughs> i haven't watched the bear yet didn't i make that i think you i might have done wanted that to be what the bear was yeah when we talked about the bear a little while ago so. yeah um they're both about kind of a large-eyed gentleman being in a stressful culinary environment um <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's a good description um britain you should write the synopses i should <laughs> <laughs> I will. Are you sure I'll, the beach that makes I'll you do old? It. Did it, I'll do it. Did, did the beach that makes you old make you old? Is that? I think I watched it the day before I got sick. So I, I, yeah, I think you might. Okay. Did the beach? When did that come out? Uh, last twenty twenty one. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> okay. I know. No, I was I was worried for a second that it came out in twenty nineteen and caused COVID. No, yeah, so no, that's good I, to know. yeah. <laughs> No, it just uh, it just gave me a mild fever and coughing. Right, Britain. If I if I asked you to write, uh, we'll, we'll go with your wheelhouse. It doesn't have to be a TV show or a movie. Do a musical. Okay. It's but it's about it's about cooking, like high end cooking. But it's called the Zebra. Can you do mm-hmm. that? I I mean I don't, I don't really write music. Well, you do now. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. This is our <laughs> kitchen. It's gonna be like a very Bob's Burgers kind of like. I'm in the kitchen <laughs> at the zoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll have it for you next week. Don't worry about All it. All right. Perfect. Get ready. All right. Yeah. We'll have a special uh, presentation section of the podcast. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get Hugh Jackman on the horn. He can play the zebra. Um, <laughs> okay. Music man is, I don't know if he's still doing that, but he's probably hungry for work. Um, You know. Make put on put on a play. Put yeah. on a play. Yeah, it'll be great. Show it to all the farm dads. We'll have a great time. Yep. All right. 
I, I, I we're, we're done. Goodbye. Yeah, I've, I've, I've coughed out all my wit and uh, ability to I'm, I'm not coughing out anything. I'm saying goodbye. I've been out. Whoa, <laughs> coughing out some <laughs> some some salt, some sass. <laughs> Man. Sorry. I told you we should have put this on hiatus. I told you. <laughs> uh, I have been Britain. I've been Tyler. Uh, and you're all having a good night. <laughs>